1: Yo, what's good everyone and welcome back to the new season of Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. We are officially back. We are in full action. We had a little uh, siesta, let's call it, Uh, but we are back. Joint practice for Tampa Bay just happened today. I was there. We'll give you some some insight into uh, that practice, all the Offensive line issues, we had two running backs come back today, Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. So that was fun. We got training camp updates in general. We'll go over hard knocks and one Jets drive. I mean, there is just Jets content all over the place. And of course, we'll end it here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers preview. And just how amazing it is to finally be on the other side of these joint practices. Uh, one, that they're over, but two, just to be the actual good team and not the terrible team. So we'll get into all that. But Greg, what are your thoughts here on, because we, we're we're trying to move on here, right? It's time for the season. What are your thoughts here on just the offseason hoopla with the, with the Hall of Fame game? And then we had the preseason, right? The the official first preseason game with the Panthers. No Sam Darnold anymore. Thank God. So we don't have to worry about that. We, we, we did see the, the young quarterback in, in young. So some interesting stuff there. Brian Burns did kill us. Uh, they have a new coach over there. What are your overall thoughts about, you know, the first two games so far and the hard knocks and the one Jets drive documentaries? Like, what are your vibes right now before we get into Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall, the running back rooms, the depth chart, offensive line issues, all that stuff?
2: I would say to sum it up, the vibes are immaculate. I mean, we're playing great. We're looking good. I think his defense... Shout out Jalen be- Brunson, bro. Shout yeah. out Jalen
1: Brunson. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, speaking of, I mean, he's looking good overseas, too. So, you know, um, I, yeah, I just think that, you know, this, this team is coming together the way we hoped it would. Um, there are some struggles still, and there's still some things we have to work on over these next two weeks before the season starts, but... The defense, I think, is picking up where it left off last year, which is all you can ask for because it was a top-five defense. They look incredible. I mean, Q Will got signed. He's good to go. He looks amazing. Um, Young players, Jermaine Johnson, McDonald look great, along with tons of veterans who we're seeing in practice but we're not even seeing play because our backup defensive line, our backup defensive pass rushers are getting after the starting people for the uh, Carolina Panthers. So, you know, I think think the defense is rock solid. The offense, I think, has all the weapons you could ask for. You have the quarterback of your dreams. You just need the offensive line to produce. That's the sticking point right now. So, again, a few weeks to work on a few things. You know, AVT's been in and out. We need him healthy. So, if he has to miss these next two weeks to get healthy, that's fine. Dwayne Brown, again, not getting, like, tons of reps again because
1: he's been injured. So... Yeah, so I, yeah, I think these players that you're mentioning, Greg, AVT, at least it's not the tricep that's keeping him out. I yep. mean, d- depending on, you know, if you want to look at glass half full, glass half empty, right? Glass half full, at least it's not the tricep that everyone's so afraid of, and it's an ankle. On the other hand, oh my god, it's not, now it's, you know, now it's his ankle, what's next? All right, for AVT, if you're going to take that angle of it. For me, I'm fine with it. I think AVT is going to be fine. I think to be honest with you, they know what they have in ABT. He's almost a veteran at this point. I know that sounds crazy, but they yeah. know he's the one of the best guards in the league, obviously in on the team. And if they need to, they'll move him to tackle. But first they want to see what else they have to see where they have to move him. I, I honestly do think that's part of the equation here. Dwayne Brown, like you mentioned, he's still on the pup list. So he's still, he hasn't got any reps. Yeah. Uh, so we're waiting on that. And Lincoln Tomlinson today was in shorts, uh, practice. So those, I mean, those are the three cornerstones. Really, if you think about it, those are the sure. three players that we kind of have locked in, right? So let's just jump, jump right into it and let's talk about the tackle spot, right? Because you, you said the offensive line is a sticking point. It's definitely where hard knocks is, is, is pushing right now with the offensive line issues. Uh, because one judge drive is not going to talk about anything negative, right? The propaganda show. Uh, but we even saw Coach Sala kind of. I thought was pretty interesting. Where after week one, it was the question of who's really coaching the New York Jets. Uh, is it Aaron Rodgers or is it Coach Sala or is it Hackett or what's really going on? And then by week two episode, Coach Sala is lighting up everyone. You know. Yeah. On- uh, in in the room, especially the offensive line. So let's stick to the offensive line. We'll start on the tackle position. Definitely the most controversial spot right now for the New York Jets. We have Aaron Rodgers talking up Mikai Becton, <laughs> trying to get lunch with him, uh at, you know, after the last preseason game. So that's fun, right? We and then at the same time, Mikhail Becton hasn't played any reps at right tackle yet, which is very interesting. We have the story coming out from his camp during the, se- the offseason saying that he told the Jets he doesn't want to play right tackle because that's going to cause his knee injury. They didn't care, and he got injured. So this year, he hasn't taken any snaps at right tackle, which was very interesting, and we'll table that for a second. He's been getting left tackle backup minutes, reps, however you want to look at it, in training camp. It was really interesting... Uh, coach Bobby Salah answering that question today about why that's really going on. He mentioned one. We're not sure that Mekhi Becton can finish a full game. So yep. if Mekhi Becton can't finish a full game. Then it's not fair to start him at the starting position. Cause he's, you he can't start cause he can't finish. That is the first time I actually believed anything coming out of jets camp about Mekhi Becton. This is actually the first time that is a very reasonable explanation for why he hasn't started and why they're quote-unquote bringing him up to speed. They keep talking about that. He's bringing him up to speed. So I I get that. So they said that tomorrow, which is now a canceled joint practice, they're just going to be by themselves on August 17th, Makai Becton will be getting live right tackle reps. He's been doing it in a walkthrough, but he's going to get live right tackle reps. Why that's interesting, Greg? Is number one, it's not going to be first team <laughs> reps at left tackle. That's an interesting point in my perspective. Second point, the right tackle position between Billy Turner, who is fighting everybody today at yeah. practice and Max Mitchell, who of course got injured, but also is not, I mean, he's not looking that great if we're being honest with you. So that's interesting. They're going to put him at right. Meanwhile, on the other hand, we have no answer at left tackle yet. Like there's no answer, right? Dwayne Brown's hurt. And there's no answer. So if Makai Becton is not doing that, my my question back to you is, what's going to go on at left tackle? What's really going to happen here? Is Makai Becton really going to end up starting left? Are they really thinking about him at the right? Are they finagling AVT at the right and maybe just slide Becton in or Dwayne Brown on the left? if If either of them are healthy, like whoever's healthy, you just play that day. The question mark here today is continuity. Right? Coach Salah's talking about continuity. Aaron Rodgers is you and Aaron Rodgers seem to be aligned with the offensive line like laissez faire, take it easy, relax. We have some time to figure it out, but continuity is the issue. So what are your thoughts about left tackle and Makai Becton specifically?
2: Yeah, I mean I think that he hasn't shown that he's able to play a full game, so it makes sense why he's getting backup minutes and backup reps. Um I think that it it seems like everyone's under the impression that Dwayne Brown is just going to hop off the pup list, step right in, and be fine at left tackle. I don't know if that's the case. I get that he's a veteran who's been doing it at a high level for a long time. It's a new system for him. It's a new offense for him. Aaron Rodgers... Um, makes a lot of adjustments. He's talked he's about coming off it. Of
1: surgery too, Greg. It's, it, it's yeah. as if he's like an all pro coming off an amazing season, all ready to go. And he's just yep. being a veteran. Like, I'm too good for training camp. No, he's coming off a of surgery, man. Yeah. He's coming
2: off a of surgery. He's coming off a pretty decent season for us. You know, we needed him to play and he stuck through an injury and he played pretty well. Um, but dude, Lincoln Tomlinson's kind of concerning me a little bit. Like at left guard, like coming out of San Francisco, he was consistently one of the highest rated guards in the league. You know, he's familiar with Robert Solly, He's familiar with this this team, this culture, which I'm sure he's a great culture fit. I'm sure he's a great, you know, leader in this in this uh lineman room because there's a lot of young guys on this line that need some leadership. And I just, I just don't know if he's not healthy or it, what's going on with the play, but the play I was expecting him and ABT to be left guard, right guard, the best, like the best guard combo in the league. And it's just not shaping out that way. So there's a lot of question marks, man. There's a lot of question marks all over the field. I don't think that we play Becton at right tackle. I think that if we start the season, I think we have to figure something else at right tackle. Cause it seems like Becton, might get injured again, according to his camp. If he plays right tackle, we don't need that. I'd much rather have a healthy Becton as a backup and left tackle to back up Dwayne Brown or start for Dwayne Brown if he's not healthy to go week one. So, you know, I just think there's, I think we're all concerned and we're all wishing for this and hoping for that. My biggest concern right now is that Coach Sala himself said two weeks ago that after the Carolina game, he wanted to have a set offensive line ready to go and we're not there yet. So we're behind schedule, according to him, on where this offensive line needs to be, and we're running out of time. So what's what's it going to look like week one? There's just too many moving pieces to know. But the thing that concerns me a little bit is that the pieces that we know are going to be there, Lincoln Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, maybe even, maybe not. Joe Titman's playing a lot now. So these pieces aren't playing up. You know, AVT hasn't been putting on a show this preseason so the pieces that we know we got aren't playing at a high level so that concerns me to start and then the pieces that we don't know what we got with uh we just don't know there's too many moving parts so it's very concerning when you have Aaron Rodgers, this offense that's looking to explode and we talked about it for years it starts at the front Joe Douglas agrees with that. Robert Sala agrees with that. It starts at the line of scrimmage. It ends at the line of scrimmage. Everything else that happens, you know, doesn't make a difference if the offensive and defensive line aren't getting off the ball and doing what they're supposed to do. So we need it to come together. We need it to come together fast. I don't know if it comes together or when it comes together. That's what's concerning.
1: You can say that again, man. I joined practice today with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which could possibly be. The worst team in the NFL, like, look out for winning picks weekly when we do our NFL preview. It's definitely yeah. one of my bottom four teams. They're gonna, besides Vita Vey, too, on the defensive line, not much there. They killed the Jets. Um, I don't, I didn't see Sha- Shaq, Barrett today. Uh, but maybe I missed him.
2: Yeah, there was definitely some reps going around on the Twitter speed, on the Twitter sphere about they him t- and he just blew right past Oh, that was it Barrett? One rep. Yeah,
1: it was Barrett it was, okay? Well, so that was him out there. Okay, Greg. They mauled the Jets' offensive line, and it started with Turner and Mitchell. They, mm-hmm. it, it was impossible for Aaron Rodgers to throw. It really was. And for one part of my brain, I was like, okay, this is good for Aaron Rodgers to see how bad we are at offensive line, so he kind of knows how to adjust. Like he was, he was doing like the underneaths to Michael Carter. He was doing the, you know, the quick routes out to uh, like the tight ends, and then he had like the go route to Garrett Wilson. It didn't look like he looked like he looks like yo, I, I'm gonna throw here because I know Garrett and the rush is coming at me, so I got to get rid of it. And yeah. that was a nice throw. Zach Wilson kind of had that too. Obviously, I trust Rodgers. I'm kind of glad he's getting these reps. On the other hand, dude, I also think he's realizing he can't go with certain guys. Like uh, this right tackle position with Mitchell or Turner was tough today, or the left tackle. Like the, if those are your two tackles. We're gonna have a bad day, right? I don't care who your running back is. I don't care if you have Barry Sanders, right? Yeah. So on the other hand, I I, I think we are at. The, I know I know it's you know the season's 20, 20 you know twenty six days away. Our, our last practice is in less than is in exactly ten days, right? So. I know it feels like it's coming to a close, but it's about at the halfway point of the of yep. the camp. And the glass have full in me thinks, look, McGovern's going to be at center. If they need to move Titman to a guard position, they can. And then they can move ABT to a, a tackle. And then we have, you know, Tom, uh, Lake and Thompson at left guard. And then we kind of plug in the left tackle with Dwayne Brown until, you know, and, and then we kind of just see what happens there. Right. And then Mc- Beckton will be the backup. And then we got Mitchell and Turner also backing up, uh, you know, the right. Like that's how I kind of, that's my worst case scenario right now. So that's why I'm not throwing in the towel. And listen, Greg, for the first time in my life, I'm not worried about the quarterback. Like yeah. I'm happy that I'm worried about the offensive line. Like I'm, the, 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 the crazy part is it's while I was watching a training camp today, it's, it's kind of status quo for me. Like besides the quarterback thing. All right, of course, we have the Hall of Fame quarterback, and he's one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. So for me, it's personally unbelievable. And we finally have some stability and some confidence there. I'm not worried about it. I'm not watching every single throw and freaking out, you know, over Zach Wilson or Sanchez or whoever you want, to, whoever you are, Pennington, doesn't matter. Throw whoever you want in there. Testaverde, yep. <laughs> you know, like, I'm yep. not, like, staring at every throw. Like, is this it? Can this guy actually win games for me? I know he can. So that feels good. The skill positions are, are great. But listen, we still have the offensive line issues. We still have our linebacker issues. And God help me today, Greg, it was bad. It was bad on uh, the linebacker spot. And, I mean, listen, the safety did okay, but still. Like, you could see where, I mean, listen, Tampa Bay's quarterbacks are tough. They're, they're, Trask and Baker Mayfield, like, it, it, was, it was a tough watch. And our defensive line is Top five in the league. Obviously, it's the best unit that we have, and Carl Lawson's not even there. We'll we'll get to that in a second. That's kind of concerning for me that he's a little bit injured right now. But there's so much depth; it doesn't even matter. They were killing Tampa, uh, you know, when they were doing like the seven on sevens and the eleven on elevens and all that. But Greg, they found the hole. Like the hole in our defense is is the same thing that's going to help our offense. And that's what, that's the kind of realization that I was making, right? Because our defensive line is so good that we're, that we're rushing the other team and they're, they have to give it to the running backs. They have to find the underneath routes. They gotta, they gotta match up the tight end on one of our linebackers. And that's how, that's how they were moving the ball. Yep. Right. Shout out to Russell Gage. That was a tough injury. He's after the season. That was tough to watch. On the other hand, I think that's exactly what the Jets are going to have to do. Yes. I mean, we are going to face unbelievable defensive lines, you know, especially in the first couple weeks of the season, the first six, to be specific. And we got the Bills. I mean, we we have we have tough defensive lines, but in my perspective, we're going to have to be looking at our tight ends on our underneath routes, on our running backs to catch out of the backfield. Thankfully, they're good, right? Thankfully, we can do the wide receiver, you know, the screens with McCall Hardman, with you know. I don't really trust Lazard as much as I should. But, you know, and, you know, Gary Wilson. I don't know. Lazard kind yeah. of gives me weird vibes. But
2: but yeah, yeah man, and Uzama, I, I, there's there's some good options.
1: It, it just feels like that's going to be our issue. Like, it's, it's going to be like what we watch on our offense because of our offensive line struggles and what we're watching on the defense because other teams are trying to get rid of the ball as fast as possible. It just feels like that's the, the kind of vibes that I'm going to be getting uh, for this season. CJ Mosley, your boy, dropped a... I don't know how he dropped the interception today. It was literally in his chest. and he, It was crazy. Uh, DJ Reed dropped the interception, but that was a crazy play. Our 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 cornerbacks are so solid. Yep. Our defensive line is so solid. Our linebackers are just not, and that is our biggest hole, our, and our offensive line is obviously a big hole here.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, middle of the field. I mean, you said safeties and linebackers. When you're saying that that's our weakest unit or weakest spot on defense, that just, to me, is concerning about the middle of the field. Like in between those stripes, you know, people are going to be open. People are going to be making plays. They're going to be dinking and dunking, catching the ball and running for another five, 10 yards. And, you know, as good as Sauce and Reed are on the outside, as good as, as, good as his pass rushes, if you're allowing five yard hooks to then run for another five or six yards, you know, that's going to kill you all day long. So we have to figure out the middle of the field. I think I have a little bit more faith in the safeties than most people. I think the safeties might be able to figure it out. with The three that we got, but
1: they played well today. Honestly, Greg, it's going um, to be interesting. They, they played really well today. Jordan Whitehead was actively playing well. He was even getting loud cheers uh, from the coaches. Good. Uh, so he, he was, he was looking good. Uh, Amos. I, I just love his, uh, his number zero. He's so easy to spot. Uh, he was looking okay. And honestly, Tony Adams is fine, too. We just, uh, I know this sounds insane because once I say this name, people are going to laugh at me. But we just need that Eric Smith enforcer. Like, we need people to be scared of coming over the middle. I know Eric Smith had a lot of tough plays. I knew was tough. I don't want Eric Smith back. But I just want him to hit some. I just need them to be scared. Like, Eric Smith is, is in the middle about to knock your head off. Legally, of course. Of course, but I, I just need them to be a little scared of of the linebacker position. And honestly, people are going to be running on us. Like we have a lot of pass rushers, like McDonald, but he's not looking too good on the uh, on the on the running plays. Apparently, Jermaine Johnson, yep. I think he's going to pick it up on the running. Right. So it just depends. Like we'll we'll we'll, we'll see what happens there. But my what's your panic meter? I'm going to tell you from my perspective. My offensive line panic meter. I would say it's a six out of 10 right now. My linebacker concern. It's just not going to change, but it's also at a six. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right now I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just as concerned about the offensive line that I am about the linebackers right now. Even though people tell me linebackers are fine. We don't care, especially in the system. I'm, I'm just as concerned because honestly, they both have holes. Like we're, Dude, Sherwood's out there a lot today. Like, I mean, I love Chesteret. Is he really gonna start? Like it, I don't know. It, it oh, yeah. Quince Williams a lot of money. Robert like, Sala loves him. Dude, Robert
2: Sala loves your boy Chad He's fast as hell.
1: I love it. I am so it makes nothing makes me happier. I'm just <laughs> these are just my 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 concerns here. Yeah, What's I think my, my my panic
2: I think my panic meter offensive line five, linebacker six, rest of the team is a two. Like okay. everyone just needs to stay healthy. I've been saying that all off season. You know, just keep, keep doing these joint practices. I love Robert Sala talking about we're not doing two joint practices because the second practice is all about just getting back at the people that got the best deal on the first practice. I love that. We don't need that in our building. We don't care about Tampa Bay to your point, probably going for worst record in the NFL. Check out winning picks weekly. We'll talk all about that in our NFL NFC preview. Like we don't need these guys messing our shit up like all right cool we had a good joint practice it's good to see i think it's good to see the offensive line struggle against another team because it kills the narrative that you see sometimes on jets twitter of while they're going up against like one of the best if not the best defensive line so of course like our offensive line is going to look bad they're going up against these great guys which i think it's good because i think it helps our offensive line kind of know where they're at when facing top end talent because to your point for six weeks, definitely throughout the season, we, there's some great defensive lines that we're going to be going up against. So it's not to say week in and week out, you know, they're going to have it easier than they do in practice. But seeing that Tampa Bay can give us hell all day long, it, I think is a good wake-up call and kind of kills the narrative that it's just a good Jets defensive line. It's like, no, teams around the league are, are having success against our offensive lines. We have to figure this out.
1: Yeah, everyone's going to kill us. It's not, it's yeah. not just the Jets defensive line. It's everyone. And if Tampa can do it, anyone can do it. Yep. I, I agree with you, but let's, let's, let's go to the, the, you said you were too concerned about everybody else. And that's probably has something to do with our boy, Davin Cook coming in to the picture. And at the same time, Brees Hall also came into the picture today. I thought that was extremely interesting that they both showed up on the same day. Davin Cook. Uh later the day he didn't practice. He but he did show yep. up later. Uh Brees Hall was practicing. He was there. Didn't really go through too many drills, but he was there dressed, like he was running. I love that the Jets crowd gave Brees Hall love and then gave Dalvin Cook love. I there has to be some animosity somewhere in Brees Hall's brain, even though from our perspective. Aaron Rodgers is literally just creating what he had in Green Bay. So I, I don't know why anyone could be upset. Right? He he's getting the one two punch of Aaron Jones and, and AJ Dillon, and he's hyped. And we should be too. Well, who shouldn't be hyped is the back end of the running back room. Right. We there was a couple of running backs out there. I just feel I just feel bad for because they have no chance, right? Like Travis Dye. There's no chance. Yeah. Like he's just but he's like out there today. <laughs> I I get a good
2: tape for another team. Yep.
1: Yeah, like, and it's, ah, yeah, it was was frustrating to watch. Like, uh, Crockett was there too. Like, it's just, it's just, no matter how well they do, they don't stand a chance to make this roster, which is, it it was uh, annoying to watch.
0: of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com. Let me ask you this, though. How many running backs
1: are the Jets going to actually take into the season? And who's going to be the odd man out now? Because Brees Hall's off the pup list, so there goes that conspiracy where you're going to start off Brees Hall on the list and save that roster spot. Do you go Cook? back
2: or no? Is no chance he goes back?
1: No, no, that's it. You stay. If you go back, you're like out. That sucks. Yeah, so, um, Brees Hall is good. He's back. Dolphin Cook's on a one year deal, so we're not resting him. We're gonna, we're gonna give him every single carry that we can to beat him into the ground. That's just the truth of the matter. One year, eight plus million dollars coming out of Aaron Rodgers' pocket, if we're being honest with you. Yeah. Is he? is unbelievable. The running back from Pitt. He's been looking really good. He's a rookie. He's not going anywhere. It doesn't make any sense to get rid of him. We just drafted him and he looks great. So obviously he's staying on the team. We just talked about Travis die. Travis die for me is guaranteed to be on the practice squad, right? We just got him. And that kind of leaves two people in in the mix, man. And it feels like there's only gonna be one spot. I can't imagine the jets carrying four running backs into the season. But they are, because it's definitely not going to be five, right? So if it's Cook, if it's Brees, if it's Izzy, I don't know how you could also carry Bam Knight and Michael Carter. From Michael Carter perspective, and, you know, he deserves his props, Aaron Rodgers is connecting with him a lot in training camp, especially on those underneath routes. Whenever he needs to be bailed out, he's giving it to Michael Carter. On the other hand, I'm always the first person to say Mel Carter is a tough watch on third down, especially when he's picking off the blitz. But if I'm being fair, I, I've been watching, you know, the 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 Jets Twitter sphere pull out tape of Dalvin Cook from last year. I've been seeing, you know, the negative numbers about Dalvin Cook because if the Jets make a move, it's negative, right? If the, sure. if they went to Miami, Miami is going to be the best team ever. If he goes to the Jets, it was a terrible move, and the Jets are creating the the Vince Young dream team on the Eagles. I've heard it all. But I'm wondering if who, I'm wondering what we're going to do here, man. Because in my, in my head, if Michael Carter and Dalvin Cook are, cannot be on third down to stop the blitz, then it has to be Brees Hall. Are we leaving it Brees Hall? Are we going to trust Bam Knight? What's going, what, what's the back of your running back chart look like? Is it Michael Carter? Because in my perspective, Michael Carter, if you let go of him, if you cut him, he's gone. If you cut Bam Knight, you could maybe sort of convince him to be on the practice squad again. For me, if I'm him, that's a tough look. You I was a practice squad last year. I killed it. I moved up, and now I'm going back. That's tough. No matter what I do, you're going to send me back? I don't know. That's kind of my perspective. Yeah. What's yours? Yeah,
2: I think you keep Michael Carter, and whatever happens with Bam Knight happens with Bam Knight. It sucks because he was incredible for us last year. We both loved him and talked, touted him coming into the season. And, you know, back half of the season, I think had a great, great couple weeks. So, um, it's tough to say, but I think Michael Carter, you just have too much. I think you have too much invested in him. He had too many flashes where you're like, oh, there's something here. There's obviously some low lights with him. He didn't have the best season last season, but, you know, it wasn't the best team last season. It, it, you know, it, it just, to me, it shows that's how good Brees Hall is that he was able to make home run plays. Rookie, you know, offensive rookie of the week. He was on pace for offensive rookie of the year. He was leading the league in, you know, countless rushing categories. And then he gets injured. Michael Carter comes in and you're like, well, this team isn't that good. So obviously Michael Carter is not going to do well. It's like, well, Brees Hall was just doing it three weeks ago and he was looking incredible. So I think that just to me just shows you how good Brees Hall is. And that's why I just want him to be healthy for the next 10 years. So whatever we have to do, like you're, like you're, you're saying that he's going to be our third down back. So he's just going to be in there picking up blitzes and just shoving people and getting hit. Like that concerns me. But Dalvin Cook, Michael Carter might not be able to do the job. Maybe that's what Brees Hall has to do. You know, I think that Aaron Rodgers can support two good running backs. I think that Dalvin Cook has been injury prone for the last five years. So him playing a full season, I don't see it. So, you know, we have to keep running backs around. I think Michael Carter has had a lot of reps with Aaron Rodgers and this team in this offseason. He's had a lot of chance to learn this offense and learn this playbook where, you know, I'm not saying that Brees Hall hasn't, but Brees Hall's been off to the side doing his own thing, getting healthy while this team has been working together for the last two months. So um I think Brees is going to be fine. I think Dalvin Cook's going to be fine. But I think Michael Carter just has a little bit up over him. There's too many flashes from Michael Carter. For me to give up on him just yet, for bandy practice squad guy, yeah, probably going to go to another team. Someone's going to pick him up off our practice squad or whatever the situation watch. might be. I don't know if Joe JD can like flip him for a six round pick. Maybe people are talking about trading Michael <laughs> Carter. I don't know what you're going to get from Michael Carter or fourth or fifth rounder. It's like, why why would we do that? We I think you know, too much draft capital, too young still. There's too much upside with him. We saw him do amazing things at. Uh, North Carolina. So, you know, let's just keep him see what see what happens.
1: Yeah, I, I get that that. There's always this, you know, thought in your head to to, to get rid of someone a year too early than a year too late. Yep. I mean, he he he's a free agent in 2025. I doubt we're gonna re-sign him. However, Michael Carter is it worth it? Yeah. Uh, but see, that's my thing. Is
2: like, who says, why, why do you doubt we're going to resign him? Dalvin Cook's going to be gone by then.
1: Well, I doubt, well, we're going to, Brees Hall is still going to be there. And we, nobody pays running backs. So if we, yeah. if, we if, if, if we, if we, if we, we drafted him, and we're moving him down the third string and we're talking about whether he's going to make the roster or not. I, I just don't see him, us, re, you know, Repaying him, re-signing him on a nice deal in two years. So that's the question yeah. mark, right? Like, do you try to get rid of him? But in my opinion, when you have a when you have a window that's two years right now with Aaron Rodgers, you keep him for two years, right? I think that would be the outlook on that. And then it kind of I know we moved on from the old line but it's kind of in the same vein as Mikai Beckton Makai Beckton is shorter, right? He's gonna be a free agent after this year, and we're not picking up the option. That's already gone. We're not going to resign him if we're being honest. Yep. So the question is, if, we're, if, if he's going to be benched, is it better to have him as depth? Is it better to have him at right, even though he's disgruntled and he might get injured uh, according to him? Or just get rid of him for a fourth or fifth round pick, or at least just to have the asset, right? There was the rumors that came about, about, uh, Bakhtari, the left tackle from Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers' friend. Yep. Listen, man. I'm going to be absolutely shocked. That that's I'm going to be more shocked if the Jets trade for Bakhtari than us getting Aaron Rodgers. And let me tell you why. If the Green Bay Packers agree to make another trade <laughs> with the New York Jets and give them another player, you know, from their team and in turn make their franchise quarterback less healthy or more prone to get injured because of getting rid of their left tackle, Right, and if they add Beckton in there, I mean, that, yeah. there has to be some concern, and yeah. we're gonna get robbed. Like we're gonna end up giving a third round pick to them. So then, effectively, Green Bay is gonna own our first round, you know, our first round pick next year, our third round pick next year, and that's gonna be tough for them. Plus, they have a twenty million dollar dead cap charge this year and a twenty million cap charge next year if they trade him. It just seems tough. It just seems like it's not gonna happen, even though we have extra money from Aaron Rodgers. It just that it seems unlikely. So I don't think we're gonna trade Becton. I don't think we're gonna trade for Baktari I feel I, yep. I do think Beckton may be traded though. And I guess the more we talk about it, I could see us trading Bam Knight instead of trading Michael Carter. But how would a team? I mean, just to avoid waivers, I guess, they would trade for Bam Knight. But I, yeah. I can't see anything more than a 6th or a 7th either. Yeah. Yeah,
2: uh, to your right. point about the the running back market going down on contracts, it's obviously going to go down in turn with, with draft picks. So, you're not going to get anything great for any of these guys.
1: Yeah. So, I guess the last thing we want to mention here is the Tampa Bay preseason preview, right? Yeah. I mean... What do you think? I mean, I think my feelings about Todd Bowles have been pretty clear since day one. Yeah. <laughs> He's been a terrible coach. And then once he had one good season, it was make fun of the Jets time and how the Jets are incompetent. And now it's back to Todd Bowles. He's on the hot seat again and Baker Mayfield is his quarterback or Trask. I mean, it's going to be tough for him this year. But besides all that, what are your, what are your thoughts or what are you looking for? for the Jets' third game of the preseason, but officially week two of the preseason, there's only one game left. And that would mean this is the dress rehearsal. Yes. I don't know how this could be a dress rehearsal if we don't have an offensive line and and we're actively talking about that as a team, you know, on Wednesday and going into Thursday. Meanwhile, the game's on Saturday. So I don't know how it's a dress rehearsal, but I will go back to the beginning of this uh, podcast when I mentioned it's so nice that we're not living and dying by every snap in the preseason because our veterans aren't playing because honestly, they're too good to play in the preseason. Yeah. Like Aaron Rodgers, it's okay. He doesn't need to play. Brees Hall, it's okay. Delva Cook, it's all right, you know? And I'm excited to see Aaron Rodgers, man. I, this is Aaron Rodgers' debut. He has to play. This is it. He has to play. He's gonna, he's, he had, we had to join practice with Tampa. He's familiar with them. He knows exactly I don't what think he's, he's gonna do play. With you I don't, don't think he's, he's gonna, gonna play? play?
2: No, no. I think he's saving it for week one. No way. You don't think Which he's is not good? I don't. I don't even? like it. That would be like shocking it. for me. Yeah. I I think there's a good chance. Dude, I think there's just too many question marks. Like if we had an offensive line figured out and they were playing good and we were confident, you know, I don't think we risk Aaron Rodgers getting hit by someone on a blown up play with a lineman that's not playing good at a preseason game. You know, Robert Sala has talked about, you know, he's talked about throughout the offseason about Rodgers not playing until the regular season. And Rodgers has said that he's willing to play whatever. He's OK with the preseason. He's OK with week one. Um, It's going to be interesting. But I, yeah, I think it's Zach Wilson starting this game with probably the starting offensive line. I don't think, you know, but minus Wayne Brown. But I think Lanka Thomas is back. I'm hoping AVT back. I don't know no if that's way. the case or not. Because to your point, week four, traditionally now, everyone's kind of benched. So maybe we saw the last of them this preseason. I don't know. But, dude, the big thing for me, you kind of asked about it a little bit ago, about, like, what am I looking for in this game? I can't believe that we're 35 minutes into a podcast going into a jet season, and we haven't talked about Zach Wilson at all. I mean, what a change of pace from the last two seasons, where all we talked about was Zach Wilson. All we talked about is, oh, this throw looked good, this throw looked bad. He didn't play good here. He did. He played good here, and now it's all backseat. It's all preseason, and he's looked good. He, you know, he. I thought last week's drive against Carolina at the end of the half showed me a little something. And obviously, the practice throws look good. But in the live action, first half of that game, going down the field, not not doing so great scoring the ball with touchdowns, but getting us down the field so we can kick some field goals. When it mattered in this, you know, going into the halftime, two-minute opportunity, minute 45 left with the ball, drove down the field, went five for five, got us into the red zone, ended up getting us into the end zone. to your boy, Kenny Yeboah. Um, I'm just excited to see more Zach Wilson. You know, I think a lot of people wrote him off. I think you and Alex wrote him off. I said that I think there's a shot with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not out on Zach Wilson, and I think that there's it's already showing two months into this Aaron Rodgers experience that there's a little something here with Zach Wilson.
1: Let's be clear. Let's be clear. I was out on Zach Wilson last year, but once November hit of last year when I was already had my sights on Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love, yeah. I was ready for Zach Wilson to hang out behind either. them either have a competition with Love or learn behind Rogers. Once Rogers came out, I was hyped for Wilson. Yeah, this is the perfect scenario. He can do no wrong, even if Zach Wilson comes out and throws four interceptions and a half, right? Like he likes to do sometimes. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers would light us up. Like if we, if 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 the media like killed Zach Wilson after a preseason game or something, and he did bad. Aaron Rodgers would come out and absolutely abuse everyone. And so yeah. that's why it wouldn't happen. There's there's now a real adult in the room. For example, that's Sean Payne's news, right? Sean Payton came out, talked smack about Hackett. Coach Sala didn't want to say anything. He's like, I don't want to say anything. Coach Payton can say whatever the hell he wants. That's a direct quote, right? Yep. Hackett kind of just talked about it from his perspective, right? Like, he kind of just let it go. Aaron Rodgers came out and he said, you know, that was disrespectful and get my coach's name out of your mouth. Like he he put his foot forward, and then K- Garrett Wilson was able to kind of piggyback off that and, and you know, wear his quote unquote Gilligan hat. I don't know. Uh, that might be the whitest name for a bucket hat I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. yeah. Gilligan's, <laughs> yeah. <the> Gilligan's Island. <laughs> that's, Dude, that's what the hell is this tough. guy
2: talking about? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a, Gilligan hat is a tough name. All time.
2: Control job by Garrett Wilson.
1: So that's all, that's all cause Aaron Rodgers, man. Like, he's the one yeah. taking the lead. So from the Zach Wilson perspective, he's, he has a big, nice shield around him. And that shield is Aaron Rodgers and his rings. <laughs> and then yeah. you can't touch him. So it's good. And his attitude, he was talking to Rob Calabrese, right? Shout out to Long Island. Shout out oh, to yeah. East Iceland. That attitude is something I never thought I'd see. Like we don't want to be stressed about football. Like this, no more. We're having fun. Football is fun. I mean, like that—that that from the guy last year who was literally so mad and so scared and so agitated after every play, after every loss, after every game. Even when we win the games, just bad, bad. You know, you talking about how the vibes are immaculate. It was exact opposite. Even when we were winning games, like yeah. we we're winning games, and, and we people best- were still going nuts. <laughs> so. The vibes are different. Maybe shout out—I mean, obviously shout out to Aaron Rodgers—but maybe shout out to Hard Knocks. Maybe shout out to One Jet's Drive. Maybe it is helping as much as everyone was scared of it. Everyone hated it. Do you have thoughts to wrap up this episode about the Hard Knocks episodes where we're up to number two? About one, one Jet's Drive. And do you think it's interesting that One Jet's Drive is starting an hour before to lean right into Hard Knocks? I think that's hilarious that they programmed it like that.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think it's been awesome. It's been very cool to see both. Um, I think, sh- dude, shout out to the Jets production, One Jets Drive. Like, that's like a really recent thing. Hard Knocks has been going on for a decade plus now. And these guys have turned this media arm of the Jets organization into full throttle. And I think three years maybe is when I remember a lot of Jets videos and Jets content, Jets social all the people working on this stuff is incredible. And there's a lot of people, if you watch the credits at the end, working on this stuff. And, dude, they're, they're doing a great job. I loved the um, Michael Clemens yoga, meditation, whatever you want to call it, stuff going on. Because yes. it's just so calm, so relaxing, so peaceful. And then he starts talking. It's the scariest shit I've ever heard. And he just say normal stuff. But it's just so scary, man. And then he gets into a fight. Like, who's fighting this guy? He's I mean, I've loved Michael Clemens from the beginning. But to see him getting some shine and getting some national attention is awesome to see. Um,
1: Listen, if I'm Clemens, I'm fighting everyone because of the size of that yoga mat. You can't get the. You have this whole facility. (laughs) You have all these cameras. You have someone coming (laughs) in. And the mat doesn't even fit his body. It's like (laughs) literally the size of his arm. It's like, what are we doing? (laughs) That was actually what was frustrating me. And, and speaking of fights, I don't know if we mentioned it. I know kind of going back here, there were so many fights today, man. Yeah. There were so many fights to the joy practice. I, 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 I've only been, this is my, only my second one I've ever been to. The other one was Green Bay when I was just so excited to watch Aaron Rodgers. I just wanted to go watch Aaron Rodgers <laughs> yeah. he killed us in the preseason game and he embarrassed us. That's why I am so happy to be on the other side of this finally because we embarrassed Tampa Bay. Like we're like, it, it was so clear who was the better team. Yeah. Uh, so it, it is fun being on the other side, but yo, even, we even had a coach get hurt today, Odin, man. It was, it was chippy out there. It really was with all these fights, but I, I don't want to fight Clemens, man. And no. get him a, get him a freaking yoga mat, dude. I have a bigger <laughs> yeah. yoga mat than him. Literally in my house, I have a bigger yoga mat than Michael <laughs> Clemens. <laughs> Crazy.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I've liked all that stuff. I don't know. What do you have any quick thoughts on the hard knocks? One just drive before we get out of here.
1: I mean, I love them both. Okay, I I'm I'm about happy about your boy that-
2: Method Man stepping up for practice for a little bit. I'm sure you were loving that.
1: Mef, baby. M-E-F. Yeah, meth baby, M E F. Oh, I mean, shout out to him. Shout out to Staten Island. But I didn't know he was a season ticket holder. So he's like yeah. he, said he got season, so that was cool. I just thought he like showed up to certain games, so that's really cool. True. Uh, yeah, Method Man's he's I mean he's a G. We all know that. Yeah. But yo. Everybody talked about how this is going to be the biggest distraction, how the Jets don't want it, how it's going to make them look bad. Listen, it is weird watching the, you know, the camera crew running around practice and literally every time anything happens, there's literally a big mic that just drops right on top of you. Like Aaron Rodgers is like walking and he's going to talk to Baker. And it's so funny because everywhere he goes, Zach Wilson literally just follows him. Like literally, no matter what he does, Zach was like, Oh, He's over there. That's where I'm supposed to be. Like, cause that's where the quarterback is. So he's just like, oh, so he's going to talk to Baker. He like comes with him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're talking and I just see a big mic like right on top of that. So it is very yeah. invasive. Like it, it, yep. it's like, I get that part. But for me, the only negative thing it's doing is creating media hype. Like general national hype, that for me is just bad. I don't know if that's just my dumb gambling brain, honestly. It really is my like. It could be my dumb brain, like, oh, everyone likes it, therefore it's gonna be bad. But that's really the only negative here. Everything's been positive. Like again, my biggest take—I already mentioned it—was how Salah is. They took the narrative from week one. It feels like from the hard knocks episode where he was like, he was like the backup coach, and is he really the guy and it looks like if they do bad, he was going to be the number one fall guy and say, "Hey man, you know, you're, you're the, you have everything you need. Look at all these skill positions. You can't do it. Maybe it's you." Yep. You know, maybe that's And then go on to week 2 him just abusing the offensive line and then praising his defense. The last thing I want to note is Coach Sala really did not go to the offensive side of the ball today. He was really hanging out on the defensive side. Which is really interesting. He really did give me the for the first time ever, and I don't know if this is like my again dumb brain like connecting dots. He gave me Rex Ryan vibes for the first time today. Like he has the the, the screaming, you know, at the offensive line. His offense kind of looking weird. He's kind of giving his whole offense to the to the coordinator and the quarterback, and he's hyping up the defense. He's complimenting them anytime he has, and it's an elite defense. Yeah, and he's kind of making it. That's my thing. Uh, it, it, it's, it's kind of weird. I feel like it's kind of there. He's really becoming Rex Ryan where he's going to hold down the defense and he's going to be accountable for the defense. And it's a good place to be in because the defense is amazing. And on the other hand, anything offensively, he's just going to blame on the quarterback or, you know, not out loud, of course, but it's going to, you know, the the shift is going to be towards Hackett and towards yep. Rogers and towards, you know, the skill positions in my opinion, right? It's going to be like, you know, Corey Davis, is he healthy? The running backs, are they healthy They spend all this money Right. It's 15 million to Corey Davis. It's eight million to Dalvin Cook. Those are one, both one year deals on injury prone players. That's just the reality of the situation. You know what I mean? Both yeah. our both of our tight ends, they get hurt. You know, like our offensive line is all hurt every single one. So that's the reality, right? When you want to really, you know, look at it with a magnifying glass. So I just thought it was really interesting how Coach Sala is kind of cementing his way into the league. He's not just. That Jack coach that plays golf. He's now he's now setting a name for himself and in the national media. Like everybody's yeah. watching it. Everybody's watching hard knots. Everybody's seeing him. Everybody knows who it is. And I really really love the fact that there's no big in depth into players that get cut. Yes, for two reasons. One, because it is inhumane, and I do agree with that take by Coach Sala. But number two is because. We get so hyped due to the how they portray it about these players. that get cut; we fall in love with them, and we think they're so much better than they are. Meanwhile, they literally get cut, and we never hear yeah. from them again. And maybe they go to one or two teams. And you're so in love with, like, you know, Andy Isabella, right? Because <laughs> of you know college, and then he goes and he stinks, and then he he's like a bubble guy, and you get so excited about these kinds of players. Next episode, I do want to get into the the 53. Yes. Uh, who you, who you do think is gonna is not gonna make it? The QB emergency rule is is important here. I do think maybe the punt return uh, rules, or the kickoff uh, return rules, make it interesting as well. Um. So I, I do want to get into our next fifty three. Uh, for next week's episode, we'll we'll have the Tampa Bay recap and the Giants preview. Of course, we'll talk more training camp. I'll be at the last camp of the year. So that's exciting. That's it for me, man. I'm. I mean, we are about to get into jet season. During the season, we're gonna have, as usual, our uh, our Wednesday preview, and then we'll have the rapid reaction after the games. Yep. Sometimes you're gonna have to wait a little longer if I'm at MetLife, but is what it is. Sometimes you'll get me screaming like after the Green Bay game. So it's it's a, it's a hit or miss. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm really excited for. The week one Bills are meeting, but I I can't even think that far yet. Right now, we just got to get through these two preseason games, see how our offensive line's looking, actually watch Brees Hall play, actually watch Dalvin Cook run. Uh, And let's see what's up, man. I'm, I'm excited to see Irv Charles and Brownlee and Bam Knight. Those three skill positions, I'm excited to see uh, what's up. And uh, from the defensive side, the the cornerback from LSU, uh, Bernard Converse. I, I, yep. I hope he gets some time. And one guy that's really on my mind is Bryce Hall. I, I feel yeah. like he's the guy that's gonna get is gonna get traded. So I wonder if we're gonna see Bryce Hall get a lot of hype. Uh, you know this this week in preseason, and that's how you get traded, right? You may, you put some good tape on someone needs a cornerback they give you a call so we'll see we'll see how that all works out any last words no no it
2: sounds good man very excited for this season everything's going according to plans keep it going that way all
1: right you guys know what it is if you're not listening if you're not subscribed and you are listening you're just a bad person so like subscribe give us that five-star review if it, we're on the youtube at next comment jets comment etc we're also on spotify apple google play amazon anywhere you listen to your podcast we're also on the fan side website on jet press hit us up there and that's it man J-E-T-S, jets 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 go get your white jerseys get ready for week one 26 days let's go